2: Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store.
3: The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, this is one of my favorite guys, and I'm so grateful that he's going to join Max and I. Let's welcome Hall of Honor recipient, four-time Super Bowl champ, and 13-year veteran John Kolb into the locker room. Colby, it's good to have you here. Thank you for coming on, brother uh hey yeah i think you said the word
4: there brother yeah yeah
3: no doubt about it john we're celebrating the life of franco and uh right now because you know yeah it's it's a heavy heart and everything but there's so much good to to remember there's so much wonderful things that he was involved in that he did and the first question i want to ask is what was football life like pre-franco well my rookie year we were
4: 1-13. and 1-13. Uh, wow. We won our first game against Detroit, and then we uh, lost 13 in the world. <laughs> and I think the, ne- <laughs> wow. the next year, I think we were 5-8 and eight or 5. I, I don't remember. Uh, so we had not won. And then Franco came. Uh, you know, they drank, drafted Franco. And uh, one of the first things I remember about Franco And I hadn't probably even talked to him, but, uh, and you probably remember too. um, We run a play in practice, 15 straight, that's Franco's play. Mm -hmm. And we're in the middle of the field. Franco runs to the goal line. Right. And, you know, and it didn't matter. Franco ran to the goal line every every play in practice. So I, I, you know, those things, uh, they stick in my mind. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, Franco wasn't in the weight room like you or uh, Webby or, or some of the guys, but Franco, you know, Franco trained, you know, he had, uh, you know, he had his routine that worked for him. And so uh, I think before Franco was Franco, uh, he was laying the, you know, he, he had that Steeler mindset, that Steeler work ethic. So just from that standpoint, it wasn't something that just was an accident. I don't believe in accidents. I think Franco, uh, from from whenever he probably started playing sports, just had that, uh, that mindset.
3: Go ahead, Max.
0: Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Uh, John, I mean, you know, I know a lot of us, you know, we – we we know you know especially from my perspective, the man more so than the player. And you had a unique um, privilege and opportunity to block for him just as an athlete um, and a player on those on the on those squads. Um, just you know what what was he like? What what was his demeanor like in the huddle? Obviously, everybody had to listen to the quarterback to get the play. But what was Franco's demeanor in the huddle, especially when you knew he was he was getting a play call for him?
4: Yeah, you know the thing, I Max, and you'll you'll and Craig too appreciate this. Uh, we had certain plays, and depending on who we were playing against, and we call maximum protection, meaning that Franco was going to stay in, or, or Rocky was going to stay in.
5: <laughs> yeah,
4: and and Craig will tell you, I if they I should I if they said maximum protection and Franco uh, was. Behind me, I, I'd say Franco go out for a pass. Uh,
6: yeah, yeah. You
4: didn't want Franco in maximum protection because, and Craig will tell you, Franco would shut his eyes and kind of fall in front of the guy, the linebacker, whoever he's supposed to block. But he'd, he, he—I don't know how many he'd—you'd you'd end up tripping over him. I mean, you, you know you. You know, you got some guy, some Joe Clicko, and he's bull rushing you, and then you trip over Franco because he's in maximum protection,
3: <laughs> and he's whipping, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, and and I'm not exaggerating, and and uh, and so I remember uh, uh, the you ask Jerry Mullins or the guys, right? His, Franco, we did, we called Franco Stingy. <laughs> <laughs> I was because, gonna ask
3: You You got to tell him the the, the the nickname you guys gave him. <laughs> oh yeah. My God. So,
4: Frank, Franco's name to any of the linemen was not Franco. It was Stingby and Jerry Mullins gave him that <laughs> name because Franco would go, you know, they, they'd, I don't know, 60 basic. And, uh, and Franco would go, and then they may add max protection or something. And, uh, and, and Mullen's mood would go, no, Franco, just go out for a pass. <laughs> and he said, no, I'm going to sting him oh, yeah. this time. I'm, I'm really I'm going to sting him this time. <laughs> so, so, so he got the name Stingby. Sting and I think the only guys that know that are the linemen. We yeah. called him Stingby. I mean, we called him Stingby everywhere. I mean, on the field, off the field, in the offseason. You know, we didn't say Franco. It was Stingby because uh, (laughs) he was going to sting him on the next play. Franco never did. Oh,
3: what a precious memory that is. That's so funny. Because he would just laugh, you know, when you called him, hey, bee or Stinger, you know, he'd just laugh and laugh and smile. Because his his greatness was just so, uh, you know, I mean, it was just, he was such a great player. But, yeah, he wasn't much for the blocking aspect, was he, John?
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, no. No, and seriously, you know, and you know as well as I do, and Max, it was probably that way with you. You know, the line coach didn't holler at Franco when he shut his eyes and we fell over
6: it. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely not.
4: (laughs) It was our fault. (laughs) Exactly. You should have had eyes in the back of your head. What? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and Terry, Terry, I'm off the subject a little bit. I just remember one time, Terry would, uh, you know, he's right-handed quarterback, so he would sit like on five-step drops, and then he would start, because he, you know, he could see people coming to his right. I'm on the left side. So by the time he threw the ball, half the time, he was behind the guard, and so... I'm a tackle. I'm 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 like blocking like a uh, like a guard instead of a tackle. You can't run people. Up. And one time I said to Raleigh, "Well, look, he's sitting right behind me," and I get you know, <laughs> yeah. man, did that open up?
6: I don't care where he sitting. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I I forgot Raleigh was just unmerciful with that, too. I mean, because no matter what you did, it was not Franco's fault. There was no doubt about it. It wasn't Franco's fault, yep. Oh, my goodness. Now, John, do you got any special memories of of Franco? And before we move on to the Immaculate Reception, because we're going to talk about that, too.
4: Uh, I guess even uh, I think when when you think of Franco, uh, as you know, Craig, uh, I don't know where I got this infection in my life, but at some time after Thanksgiving, uh, I got my leg, my right leg started twirling up, turned red It was from the foot to the knee. Ooh. And, uh, so I was in the hospital, uh, and, uh, the first guy that called was Franco. Wow. Uh, wow. and so, uh, uh, that meant a lot to me, you know, um, uh, because um, he he always had time. And you do it. Uh, Rocky does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Franco as well. But, you know, our, our non-profit, ATP, yes. uh, we got to raise money because only 23% of our people have money that they can pay mm-hmm. for, for what we provide. Right. And so, uh, you know, Franco was and, and Rocky, a bunch of bunches of the guys are yourself, but, um, you, you know, they were always, they're always available. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the other day, you know, faith was talking about, um, your wife, faith. Yes. She brought the, some of the, uh, uh, light of light people in Yeah. and some of the light of light people knew Frankel, uh, <laughs> and some of them were telling me about it and, uh, think about that light of black people, people that have been homeless yeah. new Franco. Yeah. So, I mean, those are things that, uh, I don't know. They don't go on a resume. Uh, I don't know where you put that on the resume, no. but those are things that, uh, that are the, are the things that really count.
3: You know, John, it, it's hard to quantify what Franco meant to the organization. <laughs> what it meant to the city of Pittsburgh and what to, it meant to you individually because you had that great one-on-one with him, being with him for so many years. When you went into the Immaculate Reception, try to set up the play for us. What, I mean, wow. It's just it's such a powerful moment in the history of the NFL. If you can in share in my mind, Craig, yeah. that play was set up the week before. Really?
4: Uh, yeah. Uh, because we were in san diego the last regular season game and we were playing the, in san diego we're playing uh the san diego chargers obviously but uh we are a half a game we have a half a game up on the the browns and the browns are playing on the east coast and so we're watching we're watching the browns and if the browns win we got to beat san diego to get in the playoffs if the browns lose and we didn't. The pressure's gone. We don't have to beat San Diego. And so I go. So anyway, watch the game, and the Browns win. We go downstairs uh, before the before the pregame meal, and as you know, we have a chapel service. Right. Um, and I remember uh, the 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 person giving the chapel talk. <clears throat> he um, he said to Ray Mansfield, "Do you pray before the game?" and uh oh ray goes yes and he says well what do you pray for and he goes well i pray that nobody gets hurt and there's no car accidents and that uh our families are safe while we're gone and uh the best team wins i think he said that and he goes really and he says is that what is that what's really on your heart uh don't you want to have a good game don't you want to win and uh and uh, and Ray goes, yeah, yeah. And he says, well, why do you hold what's in your heart behind your back like God can't see it, and then you pray things you hold in your hand that are like Mary Poppins? Uh, wow. You know, yeah. the best. And, and and so the whole he, – he wasn't trying to really give a talk on – god is a favorite and if we pray to win right. but the talk was really about being honest with god right and and so that was that really stuck with me being on okay being honest with god and uh and so he said uh and the bible talks about coming to god as a child and the child you know spills what's on his heart you know they they're honest with god and so if you know that it's a child might pray to win. And if you're praying like it. So, anyway, we're in the huddle. We're ahead. Six, we've, been, we've been ahead the whole game. Right. It's, you know, we were ahead six to nothing. Then uh, Ken Stabler runs up the sideline, scores, and now we're down. And uh, we ran three plays, and so it's fourth and forever. And Terry calls the macular reception play in the huddle. And I'm, I'm playing left tackle. So I'm turning inside. Ray Mansfield is the center. He's turning into me. Sam Davis is between us. And as we broke the huddle, he called the play, and as he broke the huddle, Ray Mansfield goes, well, somebody forgot to pray to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
6: God. <laughs> and oh, no. That's
4: uh, we funny. came up to the line. Harry called the play. Uh, I knew the play wouldn't work because uh, it didn't work in practice. So uh, then I got inside just a little bit. And so if you watch it, we, everybody will see it again. Max, that's the worst. If you watch the whole that whole game, I'm. I, you know, I was only my, That was my first year to start. I don't know what I'm doing as a tackle anyway. But it wasn't a bad game. But on that play, it was the worst play for me of the game. And my guy comes inside, and Terry steps to his right. But the truth is, I had to let that happen so Franco could get down the field. uh, (laughs) Exactly. There we go.
0: Yes. Absolutely. It was exactly how you drew it up, John, in your head. Yeah,
4: that's the way I drew it
0: up. Exactly. No, you got to let that go. Because, yeah, because I watched the play, and I'm I'm like, man, I'm like, did the guard get beat on the inside? Because you saw Terry go to the right, and then he comes back left, Around the other defender, I don't know who came off the left side and was like circling back, and then he kind of weaved in between, and then releases the football. So I was thinking the guard got beat. So I wasn't even thinking about you, Jeff. You still <laughs> yeah. had your block in my mind.
6: Yeah. So, so I, had to, have to I worry had to do about that, that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: See, so exactly. I have to. I have to. You know, I have to uh, sacrifice my. Uh, yeah.
6: your Your uh, great Your
4: grades. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Once. It, but that that's what alignment is. Alignment is self sacrificial. That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> that's what we, we sacrifice do. for the greater good. It's that's like the do. immaculate yeah. reception does not happen without you allowing and having the foresight <laughs> to know that you need to move Terry right before he can come back left. That's, you know? That's correct.
4: He, he, and then, it's And, and then it's what what do they do? influence block. <laughs> and what do they do? Yeah. What do they do, Max? They give Franco a statue at the airport.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There, what do I get?
4: A... I get to look dumb on a, on the on yeah. the most popular play in the history of football. I get to look dumb.
0: Yeah. Exa- hey, so, yeah. hey. You get a you get a minus when they go through the the, yeah. the grading sheet. I get a minus. He gets a statue. I mean that that's the variability yeah. of
4: it.
3: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> John in the, uh, in the immediate after effect, the mob scene was incredible. What was it like with the crush of people all around? during the game like right at the end when he crossed into the end yeah. zone it there was just fans pouring out onto the field. They were it was it was mayhem and uh, somebody said later
4: because it took the officials several minutes to signal a touchdown. And I don't know. I don't think they had the instant replay going. Uh, but I think what happened is with all the fans coming down on the field, uh, the officials weren't about to signal anything but a touchdown. Because
3: <laughs> <laughs> they needed to get out of the stadium alive. You know? That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. What was the post-game yeah. locker room like? I mean, were you able to get everybody corralled amongst all the celebrations and the chaos and everything?
4: Yeah, you know, and Craig, I, I don't know, Max, uh, what it was more of, uh, like, in in your era. But uh, I remember some of our Super Bowls. And I, I really don't remember specifically because everybody – you know, your brains were on fire. Yeah. It was like, what just happened? What just yes. happened? Uh, yeah. Because everything was lost. Everything was lost. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't lost. And uh, and it truly... I I don't think the play would have been as great a play if it would have happened in Dallas right. or Cincinnati or anywhere else. It, it yeah. You had to have not only the players like Franco, and me setting the whole thing up, you know, being unselfish. Yeah, of course, you, you're uh, being
3: unselfish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but it had to be Pittsburgh
4: because yeah. those people came down out of the stands and, and uh, you know, people still like to ask the stupid question, well, did the ball really hit Frenchie and all that stuff? Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah.
0: It doesn't. It doesn't. At the end of the day, it doesn't. At the end and- of the day,
4: we won the game, it's called, and –
3: that's That's
0: it. Absolutely. And and I agree with you, John. Like it, it's one of those things that it's you can. I, I never like even even though you know the two Super Bowls um, that we won when I was playing. Like I don't I don't remember specific moments like in my head. Like I have to go back and like watch it to relive right. it. And then it kind of yes. it, it's like jumper cables. It just starts you like oh yeah now I remember. But because. It, like you said, your hair your your hair's on fire. You go kind of black on things yep. because of those moments, and then you watch. You're like, "Oh yeah, that did happen. Oh yeah, I do remember that exactly." Or you see photos from like your family coming on the field. Like, "Hey, remember this photo?" I'm like, "Nope," but now I do. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah because yeah. those moments for us, because we're so conditioned as players to go to the next play, next game, next week. What's the schedule? And you're just so used to being on that conveyor belt you don't we never really reflect because they say if you reflect that means you're thinking about retirement right <laughs> so you're always taught to just continually look forward and just compress it into your mind so i yeah. completely agree
4: the way i've always thought about it is i've always thought there was a game within a game Right. and there's a game that everybody watches yeah. you know the 22 guys out on the field yeah. but max mm-hmm. there's the game and craig yeah between you and joe klecko right are you and harvey martin right. and uh, so people that are not really Steeler fans will know those joe klecko joe Clecko uh played defensive end for the uh jets and joe klecko could just stand at that uh, nfl strongman contest yeah. 250 pounds he i think he pressed it 22 times or something it's so ridiculous and anyway max he came off the ball one time Caught me under the armpits, and just picked me up, took me back. <laughs> yeah. So, so you had to be you had to break down, and so you got the game within the game. Yeah. And so when yeah. all that major stuff happens that everybody sees, you're still in your game, and you don't even know. You haven't even you don't you,
3: you don't know what you don't even what know what the score was. is. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Colby, yeah. I got to thank you so much for taking time. I know you got to get back to what you're doing, but uh, Adventures in Training with a Purpose, this is out there. Do you do you know your website now, or is Caleb nearby? Uh, Caleb is climbing
4: rocks. He's okay. actually belaying Tanner. This is kind of neat. The boys and uh, my grandson are uh, together. We're at a rock climbing place in uh, uh, Squirrel Hill, I think we're at. See, I don't even know where we're at. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're you're in the contest within yeah. the contest. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. But uh
4: um yeah, it you know, I, I you know, uh
3: it's it's Adventures in I Training understand. with a Purpose. I think you people, can Google that. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, so ATP Ventures in Training with a Purpose. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you can you can uh look at on the website. You'll see uh you'll see what we do taking the veterans that we work with. Right. And uh, we've got a lady, may I add, her name is Faith Wolfley. Ah. She comes in and teaches uh, a couple days a week, mostly to the Light of black people. Right. And uh, she is an amazing, amazing, you know, Craig, she teaches every, t- every week she comes in. Uh, you know, the other day we had a guy that uh, he was really struggling. He had took a bullet. In the head mm. in Afghanistan, mm, mm. and uh, and uh, it's just his head. You know, you can see this big scar. Oh my gosh! And uh, oh. and so it's brought a lot of anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was kind of bummed. And so so Faith comes up to me, and she says, "John, you don't have to fix him. You just got to tell him about Jesus."
3: There you go. So there so go. She's, always uh. little, uh, she's always got
4: some little. She's
3: always got some little. One sentence. So you're married, George. So I'm sure it's happened to you. You know what? All I can say is I am grateful because my bride is, I'm a walking dumpster fire without her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, John, yeah. I want to thank you so much. I appreciate you, brother. God bless you. Appreciate your time. God bless man. you guys. Okay. Right. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you, John. And of course, that is the great John Cole. Max, we got to go to break and we got more calls coming up.
0: Absolutely. Well, hey, you heard the man. We're in the Locker Room, Wolf and Starks, here on SNR and ESPN Radio.
2: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150
3: is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we're going to head right to the phones here. We got Darren. Darren, you're in the locker room, brother.
2: Hey, can you hear me okay, guys?
3: Got you okay. You betcha.
2: Okay, well, first of all, I want to say thank you very much for taking my phone call uh, to express my, my love and gratitude to that wonderful man, Franco Harris, that I actually had the opportunity to meet several times. And I'll try to be quick because I know there's plenty of people want to call and, and express, you know, their same, you know, concerns. But first of all, guys, you know, Steeler Nation is definitely, definitely And I found out yesterday when I was on ship at the fire hall and a buddy of mine that I work with, we're both diehard Steeler fans with my brother and stuff and we're checking off our equipment and we're watching the TV and the, the radio and stuff or listed radio and they're talking about the game coming up and you know, who's starting and this and that, and nothing was ever said about, you know, the situation that just unfolded on us. But I came back in, and then all of a sudden I see the breaking news, and, I mean, I just literally just dropped to my knees mm-hmm. and start thinking about those opportunities that I was fortunate enough to uh, meet him and uh, things like that. But it goes way back when I was born and raised in Indianapolis. Uh, we moved out to Reston, Virginia, and growing up back in the 60s, we didn't have the Colts. My dad was like, hey, Bears, Packers, who's playing good? We move out there, and we're like, who are we rooting for? He goes, hey, we're going to root for the Redskins. We're, me and my brother looking at him, what? The Redskins? <laughs> so he looked at us and said, hey, you know what? The Steelers are playing. Somebody else is playing. Why don't you all pick a team and stay with them for the rest of your life? Lo and behold, I picked the Steelers, me and my brother. We stayed with them. To this day, we'll always stay and be a Steeler Nation. But what happened on that first meeting back in those days when opposing teams played each other preseason, mm-hmm. a lot of times those players would go stay with those other players and stuff, and the Banzingers called us up and said, hey, I hear your Bell brothers are Steelers fans. We got a surprise for you. We go over there to see uh, what's going on, and sure enough, Franco walks out of this house. And me oh. and my brother looking going, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first meeting. The second meeting, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. I worked for the fire department. I had the opportunity to go to the playoff game, and uh, Franco and Stalworth attended that game. It was that famous where the fake kick or whatever what happened. But I'm trying to get a ticket settled for my friend that came down with my brother. My brother calls me on the phone and says, hey, you won't believe you just missed Franco and Stallworth. I'm ready to beat up Brett going, Are you kidding me? (laughs) Well, he tells me what Franco has on this trench coat, green, Army green. Well, our tickets, we're walking up in the three-level section, and I'm looking up, and I'm going, hey, I think that's Franco sitting up there at And sure enough, right in front of our empty, the empty seats in front of them is our seat. I turn around, I look, and a lot of people are like, not, you know, cluing in on what's going on. They had a security guy in the middle down there So I sat there and said, uh, Franco, what the heck are y'all doing way up here? Why aren't you in like a private suite or whatever? And they're like, buddy, when we go to these games, we like to get out and get with the crowd, the Steeler Nation. And uh, sure enough, there was a bunch of fans up there. Mm. and, uh, And I'm just laughing. So each time I went to concession stand, I would ask them, hey, do you want anything? They're like, no, we're good, we're good. Well, Porter's coming. It's starting to get exciting. Franco walks down. The security guy was ready to go with him. and He said, no, I'm good. He walks all the way down. I see him throw his hands up. He turns around and walks back up to the end of the aisle where we're sitting at. And he points down, and I always go by my news. He said, hey, DB, you guys need anything from the concession stand before I come back? And I'm just laughing going, Franco, come on, man. No, no, no. Hurry up. You're going to miss the game. And I'm like, wow, what this guy or something else. And then one guy had an Eddie uh, George jersey, wanted him to sign and He goes, I can't sign that jersey. Come on, man. So the last meeting, I worked the Super Bowl down in uh, New Orleans. Uh, Baltimore Ravens and uh, 49ers were playing. Mm-hmm. Two days early, we're out hanging out at the casino. And I'm playing blackjack with Baltimore Ravens fans, uh, players, I'm sorry. And uh, Franco walks by. And I turned and look, I said, hey, guys, that's Franco Harris. He looked at me like, hey. And I said, hey, Franco, Franco, come here, come here. And I'm in there, you know, he's, you know, the Ravens players looking going, this is crazy. So I'm telling him the story about back at Tennessee at that game, and he remembers it to the T. Wow. To the yeah. T. And I'm like in tears laughing. He's got, I'm, and then I bust up the whole party. I said, Would you believe this? I'm with Franco Harris with these dang old knucklehead Baltimore Ravens player winning them money, Franco. Can you believe this? He just started laughing and stuff. But, guys, uh, we normally travel to Cincinnati, me and my brother. I drive up from uh, Tennessee to meet him. We've been doing it for like 30 years. Then we go to a home game. We went last year to the uh, Titans-Steelers game. We were trying to go this year for this one because our uncle is a diehard Raiders fan, but I'm on shift Saturday so i couldn't make it so uh a lot of friends you know i express my condolence uh you know i hope the family and i hope steeler nation is listening to what you guys are doing today and it started when the lord was taking someone special and it was for a reason and we're laughing we're happy we're talking about all these stories and it is a tough tough thing to do but i hope that family is healing as 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 best way they can, and listen to the people of Steeler Nation, people of anybody, if you're not a Steeler Nation fan. But what this guy brought to this world, to this life, it is a celebration of life. And I am so blessed that I had the opportunity. I know people, when they hear these stories, well, I didn't get to meet him like that. But hearing these stories, they they know that how special this guy was.
6: No and doubt I just about want
2: to it. Say thank you. Yeah, thank you for letting me uh, uh, speak this. It, it has helped me heal. Um, I will be watching the game, taping the game on shift. Hopefully the tone doesn't go off. I hope everybody in that stadium has a terrible towel starting to wave. And then when they start waving it, you know, they use it to wipe their tears. Maybe we need to come up with a, a, a towel, a, an angel towel for him or something. <laughs> but, guys,
0: uh,
3: thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Darren. And, I you know, appreciate much you. much blessing and
0: happy holidays to you guys. Bro. Merry
3: Christmas, brother, from both Max Merry and I. Merry Christmas.
0: Yes. Yeah.
3: No doubt about it, Max. That's this is this is this is so healing. It just feels yeah. good. You hear the stories, and uh, you know you just wow. So, Max, we got another gentleman. Let's hit him. That it's Tim. Why don't you take it, brother?
0: All right, Tim. You're on the line. You're in the locker room. How are you today?
1: All right, guys. I'm I'm a little bit better than yesterday. I just want to just again, like Darren just said, I, I don't have the story to compare with his. But, uh, what you guys are doing is definitely a blessing to all of us out here. Um, uh, I get pretty choked up talking about this. It's
3: okay, um, man. We all do.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I can't help it. I mean, I usually laugh when I watch the replay of the immaculate reception, him catching that deflection and running, running down the sideline and scoring to beat the Raiders. But yesterday when I saw it, uh, I, 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 I teared up Yeah. and, uh, because I actually saw that Mm. on TV. Mm. You know, I was was one of the lucky ones that was able to watch it on an Ohio TV station. Uh, since we're, we were living in Elwood city only about a half hour north of the stadium. Mm. So, but, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it was a gut punch. Like Joe green said, wake me up from this nightmare. Um, but, God only wants the good ones, man. <laughs> you know, mm. he only wants the good ones and he got a great one because all these calls add up to exactly what I always thought of Frank Harris was because my story is I was at the Penn state blue white game. He was there watching his brothers. I didn't even know he must've come in behind us. My roommate, another guy and I went down from lock Haven where we were going to school and up uh, because we were big Penn state fans. And, He must have come in behind us after we had already been seated. He was two bleacher rows behind us. And all these people all of a sudden just came running up the aisles. And we're like, what's going on? We turned behind (laughs) us and there he is. (laughs) And they're asking for autographs and everything like that. And I'm sitting there and myself, I'm not going to ask him for an autograph. I'm just going to just ask him for 10 seconds of his time. He gave me five minutes. Wow. That's and all Franko, we just talked yeah. about were his brothers playing. And my cousin had gone to school with him. She had catered some of his events, his parties. And, she, you know, he knew who she was. And and I just said, Frank, I don't want your autograph. It's just a, an honor to be sitting here watching this with you and knowing that you, you gave me your time. And all these people verified that he's just an individual that never forgot where he came from. Yeah. And Very that's, true. That's the thing. Yeah. he and. I have his replica of his Super Bowl 10 uh, jersey. Uh, I'll put it on my son on Saturday night. Yeah. And uh, that mainly because my son's 245. And with me, it's, it's going to look, I'm only 185. but It'll look like like a nightgown <laughs> on me. I
6: mean, it's, one
1: 50, it's one of the size 50 replicas. So, but uh, yeah, again, the timing of it all is what really hurts. I mean, we saw Coach Noel go. We saw... Yeah, the chief go, yeah. uh, I mean, this, you know, Willie Stargell, we knew he was sick. This ranks right up there with Roberto Clemente. Yeah. And it, but it's just the timing of it all of yeah. what we were going to recognize him and retire his number. But I just, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that you guys are, 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 are reaching out to everybody and giving us time to, you know, pretty much just, you know, Heal ourselves. This is what it's said. all this, about,
3: man. We're all grieving together because we're all Franco fans. Well, you know, Franco. If, if
1: this isn't, if G- this isn't what Darren said, that we're you know, this is family. Yeah, this goes deeper than just. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I'm not a fan. It's, the Steelers are family to me. When they yeah. play well, I'll tell them. But when they play lousy, I make no. People just look at me. i like. What you're gonna talk bad about it? your team? of mm-hmm. said, yeah. Hey, one of my family members goes out and does something stupid. I'm not gonna back him up. <laughs> stupid <laughs> is stupid. Bad is bad, but good is good. Yeah. And you're talking about good, you know, Franco Harris.
3: This is a great wonderful
1: one. individual. Yeah. God got the best. You bet. Hey guys, would... I really thank you. Thank I know you. other people want to talk right now. All right. All you all right, take care. You, you. Have a have a happy holiday God God bless you all. You uh, West everybody there
0: in uh in in the studio uh well thank you god bless you too and happy holidays amen um yeah this is tremendous all right wolf what do we let's go to break and
3: then we got to come back we got a couple more okay oh yeah we got to be quick with
0: this break too all right hey going to break we'll be back in a moment with your calls here in the locker room wolf starks espn snr radio
2: is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck
3: of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Three callers left. Let's go right into it. We got Jim in D.C. Jim, you're in the locker room, brother. Hey, how you doing, man? Doing good. How are you doing, my friend? you Merry Christmas. High-pay holidays to you, too.
7: Yeah, man, I grew up in uh, Pittsburgh mm-hmm. on Hill District. Hold on, one second. Uh, yeah, I grew up on Hill District in Pittsburgh,
3: and uh, you got your radio on there. Just turn that baby down. Yeah, I'm trying to turn it on. <laughs> yeah, I, I have mechanical problems. I still hear the echo.
7: I'm sorry. There um, we go. Nope. Great, great. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Pittsburgh native. I'm down here in DC. I grew up in Pittsburgh, and one of the more poignant things that uh, the that lineman uh, said about Franco was that he always had time, and uh, he made time for us. Uh, yes. he spent some time over uh, a tree's all uh, playing basketball with us
6: mm-hmm.
7: on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And um, he would come in, and uh, we have to wait to go in uh, to play basketball. And he would come in and stand in the hallway with us, and the people would say, "Oh, Franco, you can go ahead." He said, "No, I'm stand on top of the guys." Yeah, that's. And uh, he would spend that kind of time with us and go up and play basketball with us. And we would ask him the question about the immaculate reception. We look at his secrets and say, "I'll never tell." <laughs> um,
6: and then over on.
7: Uh, I think he's would spend some summers and practice with uh, the practice itself.
3: This thing maybe you remember that. I'm sorry, brother, you're yeah, breaking up here a little bit, but we're gonna have to move on. We got two other callers, but I want to thank you so very much for joining in and sharing with us. Your, your interaction with Franco, because it's so important. It's important to hear what you got to say, important for the others to hear your interaction with Franco. We we love that. Thank you so much. Let's move. Here we got Lawrence in North Carolina. Lawrence, you're in the locker room, buddy.
2: How you doing? Uh, I'll call you Tunch. How you doing, It's Wolf?
3: okay, brother. I've been Sorry. called that many times, and it's always a privilege. <laughs> I called you last week, and I told you I lived in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and I went to the Pittsburgh
2: Steelers game uh, this past weekend. I went up there. It was like a sea of black and gold. And you asked me, you said, well, who, who did you like the best? Or who's your favorite play- player? And I, I had a chance to think about it. And out of all the players on there, I love them all. But to me, L.C. Greenwood mm. was kind of – me and Joe Green did a lot for the team. But when me and, Green, when me and Joe was not having a really great game, L.C., would, pick it up. So L C Greenwood to me, I would love that would be my best favorite player. I mean Franco (laughs) did a lot, those to him. But I just L C and those yellow shoes that he used to wear, man.
3: Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I just want to say Merry Christmas to you all and be blessed. Thank you so much. We appreciate you, you, brother. Yes, thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Well Max, we got one more. It's Austin. We got Austin in Georgia. Come on in the locker room, Austin.
5: Wolf, my, my friend, how are you?
3: I'm good, brother. How are you doing?
5: I'm doing great. Um, just a real quick Franco story, two of them, actually. Um, first of all, Franco, when you were in his presence, he was completely tuned into what you had to say. And I, the last time I saw him at length, I uh, got to sit next to him at dinner for a Donnie Schell uh, scholarship uh, fundraiser down in Augusta. And he was one of the many Steeler guests, and I was just happened to be sitting next to him. And he loved my story about how I became a Steeler fan. I'm 57, on our way to the game right now from Augusta. And I didn't see the Immaculate Reception, but I heard it. My grandfather and father were in the house. We were outside playing football, and we heard yells, screams, and thunder. <laughs> uh, the Christmas decorations on the porch swinging back and forth and ran in the house to see what in the world was going on. I'm seven years old. My father was on the floor covered in beer, My grandfather had fallen out of his chair, popcorn chips all over the place. It was incredible, and and my grandmother laughing hysterically, and I didn't know what had happened, but I knew that if you could have that much fun and your grandmother not be fussing about it, that's something I needed in on, and I became a Seal fan right there for a minute. That's
6: terrific,
0: man. That is one of the best. Oh my gosh! And Franco, that's Franco
5: loved that, and and I got to tell him that story a couple of times. And, and again, he was tuned in to everything he had to say. I showed him a picture one time uh, that I had taken, and he was saying, you, "You're wearing number twenty there. Is that your your jersey that you wear?" And I said, "Yeah, Rocky's my favorite player." And he says, "You know what? Rocky's my favorite player too. I would wear <laughs> his jersey if they didn't make me wear his. Make me wear mine." But anyway, uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Wolf. I really appreciate all that you and Max are doing. Love listening to you online every chance we get, and we will see you in Pittsburgh. And when I hug you on the sideline, Wolf, um, I'll, I'll try not to get any of my cologne on you. This
3: there time. you go. <laughs> ah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, uh, brother. I appreciate those <laughs> memories and the cologne. Not a problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Absolutely. Max, that, you know, this is really it, – it's it helps. It's You know, it's, nothing's going to take away the pain. Nothing's going to take away the the anguish time is the greatest healer but um you know just hearing people's stories uh, it's uh, awesome so thanks max for riding along yeah. with me on this it hasn't been it hasn't been easy
0: no it has not but you know what uh, it's not supposed to be because that right. just shows you the type of impact that franco's had on all of us um and, and his reach goes well beyond just the city of pittsburgh and just being a stealer he was he was truly a global citizen that also just happened to be a stealer along the way. and that that's the stories we hear. That's the the love that we hear pouring out and we, we thank you all for the calls over these last two days because it's helped us. I know we're, we' we seem like we're in a better mood, but at the end of the day we're just clowns with a with a smile painted on our face. we're still hurting. <laughs> And grieving, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, yeah. but, uh, but 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 well, we thank you all and, and mm-hmm. we, we truly appreciate you all. And like you said, we're, we're, we're going to do our darndest to make sure that heaven hears our, our screams and our yells to let Franco know how much we love him mm-hmm. on Saturday night. So come out, come one, come all. It's going to be a celebration uh, of the life of a tremendous man not just a football player. So you've been in the locker room today with Wolf and Starks. We'll be back tomorrow, same bat channel, same bat time, here on SNR and ESPN Radio.